Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am every Tuesday, by my good friend here, uh, Mr. Kenny Taylor. And we are here to go ahead and break down a sizable slate for you guys, finally. It's been a while, I think, since we've had like a, a good 10, 12-game slate, uh, Kenny. But here we go, man. 10-game slate for uh, for Wednesday. How you feel about it in general, man? Um, right now, looking pretty good on paper. Got a couple games that actually have totals over 235. And mm-hmm. when you have a couple games like that, especially when the spread on those is less than two points, it's always fun to play. Yeah, some competitive games out there. Some really uh, good ones just in terms of real-life basketball and some good implications. So looking forward to it, man. But uh, let's go ahead and break it down. I do have some injury news here. Now, this is from like several hours ago. So uh, do forgive me here and give me a pass if I got anything wrong. Kenny, feel free to chime in at the end here if I missed anything. But I do have Nikola Jokic questionable with a ham in- hamstring injury. Michael Porter Jr. also questionable with a personal issue of some sort. Uh, i got Joel Embiid questionable with a foot injury. John Morant questionable with an ankle injury. Porzingis is going to be out with that ankle injury for a couple weeks at this point. Brandon Ingram is questionable with a toe injury, but he's nearing a return, so we do got to keep our eyes on that one. Najee Marshall questionable with a toe injury uh, as well uh, for the Pelicans. And then we've got Kevin Porter Jr. questionable with a foot injury. We've got Bobby Porter questionable with a knee injury. OG Ananobi questionable with an ankle injury. Jabari Smith questionable with an ankle injury as well for the Rockets. And then lastly, I put uh, on here Andrew Nimbard, questionable with an illness. He did sit out this last game. So anything I missed there, Kenny, or anything that's been updated since I uh, since I looked you know, four, four, three or four hours ago? Um, I mean, with Michael Porter, he's probably going to be out for a while since his um, brother is under investigation for that little manslaughter charge. A little manslaughter and, charge. Okay, didn't know that one. All right. Yeah, particular <laughs> manslaughter. Um, oh. If you Bummer. don't know, his brother plays for um, the Denver College team. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, with the Lakers, you might actually get Roy Hachimara playing in the game tomorrow. No, oh, that'd be a nice little boost. So that's that's about it. That's all I really have. Cool, man. Yeah, so obviously check out that stuff. If you guys don't already have the DFS pass, go to sportsethos.com, send up that DFS pass. It's going to be worth your money. It's only four ninety nine a month. And you'll get access to our Discord where we go ahead and break down the injury news as it comes and the changing lineups and all that good stuff. So, well, let's talk about it, man. Let's go ahead and break this down for them out there in uh, in uh, Sports Ethos land. I, you know, honestly, I don't have, like, any, like, specific games, like, circled on this flight. You sounded like you probably did. So let's just – I'm going to hand it to you, man. What are you looking at? Uh, um, the first game I'm going to be looking at is um, Toronto, Sacramento that actually have a – over at a 238.5. And right now, my favorite player in this matchup, I think I say this whenever Sacramento is on here, but Sabonis, I really do feel like this is a game environment he would thrive in. Um, I I won't say he's going to get a triple-double this game, but I really don't see him getting less than 60 DraftKings points if you're able to get a competitive matchup. Right now, the spread is only 3.5. Um, outside of that, um, cheaper options that I like on Sacramento. I, I got to say Harrison Barnes. I, I know it's a little bit shaky since his performance in the past five games has been pretty hit or miss. Right. But if this really 
does live up to going over that total, I really don't see how you don't have 15 or 20 actual points. Then on the Toronto side, I really feel like I'm going to have a little bit of exposure to Pascal, but the main exposure I'm going to have on that side is probably going to be Preston Achua. Yeah, he's at 4,500. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of minutes. The one thing that scares me off of him, though, is that, uh, you know, you see the, the game logs at 37, 36 minutes, but, you know, OG was out for those two games. I think OG's turning towards playing. I know he says he's like 94% or something like that. So, uh, you know, if he comes in, I don't think Precious is going to get left in the dust or anything like that, but I think he goes back down to like the 24, 25, 26 minute range, which I think still think is plenty of, of minutes for him to, to do some damage at that price tag, but. Um, yeah, you know, you guys know me, I was all over him when he was like 3,200, 3,300, but now he's in the 4,500. I'm starting to second guess that, Kenny, but I still like it, obviously, of course. Uh, I'm a big Precious fan. I'm a Precious believer. I think he's a skilled player, so I think he brings something to that Toronto squad that they, uh, they, they've been lacking, so I don't mind that at all. But yeah, I do have Pascal Siakam. He's actually the one dude I have in this game in 9,600. Uh, yeah, I was actually looking at some bonus. I was looking at maybe betting his triple-double prop, which was at plus 170. On uh, DraftKings, so that was kind of interesting to me because uh, at this point it seems like he's almost given triple double any given night, and obviously you get that triple double bonus on DraftKings, so uh, that's a big thing here. But I think you know, for me, have to eliminate some people off there. I can't play Pascal and and Demontis, you know, on a ten game slate where I have other guys I want to have exposure to. So for me, I, I chose the Pascal route. Uh, I think you can go with either of these guys. Though. I think it's a good call there, man. I think Sabonis is going to have a really good game. Obviously, the Raptors do struggle against you know. Uh, opposing centers and people rebounding the basketball. So uh, I think he, he's in for a good game. But, man, for for me it's Pascal because I just I just think he is the dude on the Toronto side. And like I said, it's going to be a close game. It's a high game total. You know, I don't think uh, we're going to see a huge, like, Fred Van Vliet game here. So I think it's going to be have to be Pascal that keeps him in this game. But I do have a parlay out there with both of their uh, overs for their points review on some assists. So I like both those calls for sure. So, uh, all right, man, well, let me – Here's one that I actually do have uh, a couple guys in. What about Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies? Let me just have you, Kenny, uh, since I talked for a minute there. Tell me what uh, what you like in this game, who you're looking at. Um, right now, I don't have too much interest in that game. Um, but if I'm playing a GPP, the two players that I will have some interest in is Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Um, again, that really too interested in this game because it don't have a total plus i feel like this is just going to be one of these games that are going to be fun to watch but not really great in a fantasy perspective but if clay is able to shoot about 70 percent get a little hot hand going i feel like for six eight he could get you about 35 to 40 DraftKings points and if draymond able to be pretty productive out there for six three he should be able to get you about 40 DraftKings points as well yeah, I've got uh, Draymond Green's going to be my top guy in this game for sure, 6'3". And like you said, it's, um, this is, I think this is a great game for GPP because I do think a lot of people are just going to kind of look past it. Um, not on paper, these prices and just given, you know, what these teams are probably going to do, uh, I don't think it's going to be something that a lot of players are going to, like, stack up a lot of guys on. But I think you can look at Steph at 10-5 and John Moran at 9-7. I think they're going to have lower ownership than some of the other top guys in the slate. And we all know that, you know, John Moran can drop the 50-burger in real life any given night uh same with Steph. obviously Steph can drop you know 60 on your head any given night and it wouldn't like no one would blink an eye it wouldn't be surprising to anybody so i think this is a good gpp game to target but yeah i think you you nailed it right in the head there kenny uh dream on green six three he's been putting up you know 
45-ish DK points, like two games in a row there. He had like 37 or 36 the last one, I think. But, um, you know, still, I, I like that, uh, you know, that ceiling there for that price point for sure. That's like, you know, guys you're spending, you know, 7, 8K on usually for DraftKings. So you're getting a bit of a discount here. So those are the kind of guys you need to have in your lineup so you can fit some some of those other expensive guys. So, uh, all right, man, well, well, if you're not targeting this game, uh, let me ask you what other game you're targeting, man. Um, honestly, it's uh, the late game on the slate, Utah mm-hmm. versus Portland. Mm-hmm. Right now, the total on this game is set at 237.5, and there's a 3.5 spread, so I really feel like I'm going to have a lot of interest in a couple spins up in this matchup, with the first being uh, marketing because I really do think this could be a smash mark, smash spot for marketing against this Portland team who has not been rebounding the ball too great and also have not been defending the three-pointer too great. Um, the only thing that you need to have a little bit of hope for is how much marketing could get to the line because Portland has been limited free throws in the past few games. But outside of that, I really don't see any scenario where this is a competitive game and marketing they'll get you 55 DraftKings points. I like it, man. I, yeah, uh, still hard for me to believe how good that guy's been with after he was so terrible for my Bulls. But he has been great, uh, so obviously always a good play. I'm, I've, I've got Nurkic circled, though, 7,000. I know he just went off, so it does feel like I'm chasing a little bit. I played him two nights ago when he played the Lakers, and he put up like 10 DK points. Like, come on, dude, seriously. What the hell's wrong with you? But uh, he put up like over 50 the last one. Uh, so it feels a little bit like I'm chasing here, but, man, it's Utah. Uh, you know, if Walker Kessler gets in that early foul trouble again, there's really just nobody on that Utah squad that's going to be able to give Nurkic any kind of problems. And so, you know, I'm hoping for that here. Uh, again, I think this is more of like a GPP play than a, than the cash play. I don't think there's any given that Nurkic absolutely goes off. But I do like his chances here uh, against a team that, that struggles to, to rebound the basketball themselves, I think, sometimes. So, uh, so yeah, I do like some Nurkic at 7,000. I've also got Simons here at 6'3", uh, just because it's been a, I just a, a Simons guy. I tend to play him, and uh, you get a little bit of a dip in the price point here. And I like this game environment against Utah Jazz, where you're, you're going to have Jordan Clarkson and uh, you know <laughs> Nikhil Alexander Walker and Colin Sexton out there, and, and Mike Conley. Like, there's none of those guys are like screaming, you know, athleticism that's going to stop Simons from uh, from getting off some threes or something like that. So six three for for Simons feels like a pretty good spot for me as well. Um, but yeah, I do like this game just in general. Um, I think you can stack some some of these guys for sure. Uh, let me uh, let me take us over here though. I'm gonna actually take us to uh, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Uh, gonna be a fun game to watch in real life, I think. Uh, you know, two obviously conference rivals here, uh, both vying for you know pretty good playoff position at this point. But we do have Joel Embiid questionable here. He's been out for a, you know a couple of games uh, with this injury. So if he plays, I mean, I, I got some interest in Joel Embiid, man. Uh, I will say that much. Um, you know, he, he, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, I feel like he can absolutely destroy them on the inside there. And uh, 11-4 is a pretty penny to pay for him. I think a lot of people are going to be off of him, too. So I think it's going to be a good GPP, GPP play as well. But uh, I think he, this is a good spot for Joel Embiid. How do you feel about that, man, if he plays? Oh, yeah, most definitely. If Joel's playing, I would probably have a lot of interest in him. But I really don't see him playing this matchup. Mm-hmm. Um. But if he doesn't play, you go on Bivol Paul, you go on Montrez, what are you doing? <laughs> not, the person that I'm actually going with actually might be a little bit surprising, but it's going to be Royce O'Neal. Mm. Um, honestly, in the last, what, 
five games, he probably what accounted maybe just oof, ten rebounds in total. Um, <laughs> no, um, he. I really do feel like this is going to be a game where Simmons is not going to be as productive on the boards or on the assists. So his playmaking ability might need to be utilized a little bit more. Um, if you feel like you want to take the risk on it, you could always play Kyrie. He's a little bit more pricey than I like him because I want to say he's back up to being 10K. Um, but I really just see this being more of a blowout without Joel or um, playing or not. So i fading this guy. Um Without, with the exception of Royce O'Neal and maybe playing some unders on Ben Simmons' props. That's fair, man. That's fair for sure. Yeah, Kyrie's 10-1. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit pricey there. And it's Philadelphia. I mean, that's a tough defensive team. They got Melton uh, and some other really good you know, perimeter defenders, Tybalt and all that good stuff. So, I don't think we play Kyrie myself. I think uh, that'd be pretty ballsy to do. I think you could probably get away with it if, you know, he's Kyrie Irving. You could always have a good game. But I've actually got Joe Harris at 4,000. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of people that were 4,000 under on the slate just yet that I'm super duper interested in. But Joe Harris at 4,000, he's been playing, you know, decent minutes lately, been getting up good shots, you know, no Kevin Durant obviously in the lineup right now. So plenty of shots to go around for people. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just hoping for that three-pointer to fall. And if it does, I feel like he can hit value for you at 4,000. Does he have a high, super high ceiling? Absolutely not. And this is a tough matchup. So I'm, like, do, super interested in Joe, uh, Joe Harris, but I do have him on my list here. As uh, as the one you know Brooklyn Nets guy, I'm kind of targeting at this point. Uh, all right, man. What's uh, what's another game you have some interest in here? Um, the last game I have the most interest in is actually um, Atlanta and OKC because um, this one is also set at a 237.5 game total and is also at a one point spread. And when it comes to spend ups, I'm interested in probably the four highest. Um, Highest price players on um, this little game slate. Um, SGA, Trey Young, DeZonte Mori, and Josh Giddy. I really could see most situations if it does hit this game total that all four of those players will actually get you a little 5x return. And I also have a lot of interest in Click Capella at 5-7 as well. Yeah, I like uh, I like attack of this OKC team at the center position, so I like that Clint Capella call. Um, I actually got John Collins though for that very reason at five eight. Uh, just looking at that price tag, that's still not. I think he needs to be up in the mid six thousands. Uh, and I know he's pretty hit or miss these days. He doesn't necessarily consistently put up you know good numbers, but uh, I think he's got that ability in him to put up you know thirty five forty DK points for you uh, at that you know sub six thousand mark there. So. I do have some interest there in John Collins, but yeah, I like that Clint Capello call too. I think you gotta look at him. But you know, one thing with one thing with both those calls is that we may be looking at another game here in which Nyeka and Kangu does not play, in which case they're gonna be forced to play Clint Capello some more minutes, and John Collins might get a few extra extra minutes as well. Uh, you know, to be a little bit of a, a center position tech guy there. So, so I like that man definitely. Uh, all right, last game I got some you know couple of plays in here. Uh, and again, I'm not like super interested in any of this. I think I feel like stuff's gonna open up as as the day goes on tomorrow. But right now, I'm not, not like super interested in really anything on the slate. Uh, I think maybe Draymond's probably the most exciting guy I've had so far. And Pascal, I do like that Sacramento and Toronto game in general. But uh, let me talk about the Washington Wizards and the Houston Rockets. And uh, you know, I mean, I gotta eye this guy, man. But Bradley Beal, and I know 
I know he hasn't exactly been going bonkers since he's returned, but 7,200 for a guy that is just a walking, he was just a walking bucket for at least, you know, what, five, six seasons, like in, in Washington. And, uh, you know, he's a little, he's not getting it right now. Like I was just watching him tonight. He's not, doesn't look like the same player just yet, but this is the Houston Rockets we're talking about. It's not like, you know, <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers or something like that. This is a pretty vanilla matchup for somebody. If somebody needs to get right and, and just seems to see, you know, see 30 points drop through that hoop, I feel like this is the matchup they would do it in. So I've been playing Beal uh, every slate. I think I'm going to continue to play him here until he starts going off here. This is my guy that I'm uh, just playing here and, and waiting for him to go off. On the other side of the ball, though, Kenny, I do have um, some interest as well in Tar Eason at 4,400. Feels like those minutes are finally there, and uh, he's a big permanent guy. So I think you know again, this is a uh, just a, a good situation where uh, we're getting you know some minutes for a guy that's already produced in limited minutes, and now he's going to get you probably twenty twenty five DK points at the very least. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, one player that you haven't mentioned is actually um, Gafford. Um, mm. I actually do like this spot for Gafford. I know that's another one of these players who's either going to get you 25 DraftKings points or five DraftKings points. But against Houston, I really do think you could choose worse options at 4,700 with little, with less of an upside but more of a floor. But if you're looking for a GPP play for 4-7, Gafford could actually be in for a 30-point DK night against this team. I like it, man. I like it. Um, all right, I got the three other guys on my list here. I'm just going to roll through them real quick here, uh, so bear with me. Uh, Indiana and Orlando. Uh, I do have a couple of guys here. I got Paolo Bancaro at 7,000. This is the lowest price tag we've seen on Paolo in a while. I don't even think – I mean, I can't remember the last time he was under, you know, 75, 7,600. So um, this price dip here, and they're playing against Indiana, who I like to target as well. Uh, the Indiana just – seems to have high-scoring affairs every every single game. So um, I do like some Paolo Bancaro at 7,000. I feel like that's a pretty good play there. Uh, I also like some Cole Anthony at 4,900. He's been turning it on recently. Cole Anthony's a baller, man. I'll tell you that right now. Like, Cole Anthony is fun to watch when he's got it going on. And uh, lately he's had it going on. And, you know, it's not like Markel Fultz is he, – he's playing really well, but he's not, like, lighting the world on fire. Like, you know, I think Cole Anthony brings another dimension to that game offensively that – Markel just doesn't have scoring-wise. And uh, and Jalen Suggs is kind of a forgotten man at this point. So I do like some Cole Anthony at 4,900. I do feel like it's a little shaky of a play, though, because you know there are all those guards there that want to get those minutes. So um, do be wary of that. It's not something I'm locking in. That's something I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, and then the last guy I've got here is uh, from the Pelicans and Minnesota Timberwolves game. I've got Dyson Daniels at 4,300. This is only, of course, if Brandon Ingram and Najee Marshall are both out. But this, uh, this young man's been killing it, man. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, another guy that can't really shoot, but uh, aside from shooting the basketball, he does every other thing in the basketball court well. Uh, a lot of fun, you know, a joy to watch him with his court vision, get passes off and uh, rebound the ball, push in transition, get steals, uh, get his hand in passing lane. So uh, very high on this young kid. Hopefully he can develop a shot as he goes along. But uh, any other guys that you're eyeing on this slate here, Kenny? Yeah, um, from the Orlando game, I actually have interest in Buddy Hill. And uh, Matherin, um, I feel like both are in pretty good spots. Um, had higher usage rates since um, Halliburton been out, and I believe Numhard is also going to be out this game. Right. Mm-hmm. And another flyer that I'm going to take 
it's a little expensive, but it's actually going to be um, Trey Jones against the Lakers on a back-to-back. Nice. I like it. Trey Jones, he's a, a guy that's been having a pretty good season there in uh, in San Antonio. So let's move on, though, to our Thrive Plays, Thrive Fantasy. Uh, use promo code ETHOS. Get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks. Uh, but, man, we're zooming through this 10-game slate. Again, there's a lot of news you guys got to keep, keep keep on track of, keep on top of. And uh, you should get that uh, DFS pass to get the Discord talk to us about it. And follow us on Twitter also. We'll give you those Twitter handles at the end here. But, man, let's talk a little bit about Thrive. I actually only have two plays for you at Thrive tonight. Uh, how many do you have, Kenny? Um, I have two as well. Okay. Well, let me let you start, man. I've been talking too much. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, I just talked about them less than 30 seconds ago, but Trey Jones mm. over 24.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Like I said, Lakers are on the back-to-back. Plus, I feel like his usage rating is high enough where this shouldn't be something that could be scary as long as he's able to shoot about 40% of his shots. I like it, man. Uh, I've got Paulo Bencaro over 18.5 points, and that's 95 points against the Indiana, Indiana Pacers again. I feel like uh, we're sleeping on Paulo a little bit here. Uh, the numbers are really down everywhere. I'm actually going to be looking at his numbers uh, you know, as part of the wager pass here as well, seeing what those points are at when it, when it opens. I don't have anything just yet, but uh, Paulo Bencaro over 18.5 points. What's your other one, Kenny? And my other one is a player that I mentioned earlier. It's um, DeJounte Murray, over 33.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Again, the game total of this game is over 235, and the spread is only a one-point spread. So a lot of production should be given to the starters in this game. I like it. Uh, my other one here is the same game as, as my Paulo Bencaro one. It's Wendell Carter Jr., over 9.5 rebounds. That's 110 points. That's a plus odds play for you against Indiana. And they, hey, Indiana has some tough, you know, big guys. They've got Miles Turner, uh, Isaiah Jackson, et cetera, Jalen Smith. But uh, Wendell Carter's been playing really well, man. And uh, it's, I'm happy to see it. He's, he's a really good young guy, man. Uh, did like his time here in Chicago, even though he wasn't as good for us either. Uh, but, man, I'm, I'm happy he's flourishing in Orlando and uh, playing very, very good basketball over the last uh, week or two. So I'm, I'm looking for him to keep it rolling here against this Indiana Pacers squad. Uh, and grab a, you know, some boards here. The Indiana Pacers are on a back-to-back, so maybe some tired legs, create a few more jump shots that will miss, and uh, we'll get some more boards there for Wendell Carter Jr. But that's going to do it for us, guys. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Keith. and I'm sorry if I sounded like, super tired today. I had my kids all the way up until 9 p.m. because my wife had to work late. So I am actually very, very tired. I'm going to go to sleep after this. But, Kenny, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, like always, you can find me at OrangeDFS on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you can search for a username. And I'm always talking about all levels of basketball, from NBA to NBL to women's college basketball to EuroLeague. That's right, man. And uh, those guys come over and uh, you know play in, in the NBA sometimes. So uh, keeping on top of everything is very key. Uh, we love we love it, man. So go follow us. Go follow the show. Subscribe. Hit us hit us up with some reviews. We love you guys. Keep listening. Until next time, go get that money.